0: You know, as we talk about this new year coming up, where well, we're in, I want to talk to you about change. But I want to talk to you about change in a different way. If you can understand this message and allow God to just speak to you during my time today with you, something incredible can take place within you. And it'll be different than just looking for a new key, a new secret, Three new steps, a new direction. Listen to what I want to share today from God's Word. And one of the things that really impacted my life as a young man, I had parents that were just very special. My mom, my dad, they heard God. They led with conviction. I watched them know things that was so supernatural. I watched them pray with people and see spectacular miracles. I knew at a young age that God was with them and in them, guiding them. And so my desire was to use the power of God, to be influential for His Kingdom. But I missed something in my first earlier times. I wanted so badly to know the way. I wanted to walk in His power. I wanted to understand truth. I wanted to be able to teach the Word. And there was a little while where I missed the fact that the relationship with Jesus was the most profound. Today, as I walk through bookstores, and I see all these people who are supposed to be spiritual gurus, they'll talk about God, meditation, mysticism. But if they do not include Jesus, then it is simply an overactive mind. You can meditate your mind. You can medicate your mind. You can control your behavior and even your mind to a certain degree. But until you learn to access a relationship with Jesus Christ, there is an absolute lack of spiritual discernment of wisdom that comes from the very mind of God, of life that flows outside of the physical life, and it flows through this spirit, your human spirit filled with the spirit of God. It's hard to explain to people, but let me show you the words of Jesus that so many people struggle with. Here's one of the things He says, and we'll, we'll touch it as we go through this message. Jesus, He said to His disciples, You are permitted to understand the secret kingdom of God. But I use parables for everything that I say to outsiders, so that this scripture might be fulfilled out of the Old Testament. And it goes like this. When they see what I do, they will learn nothing. When they hear what I say, they will not understand, otherwise they will turn to me and be forgiven. What in the world does that mean? It's talking here about something that is deeper than a meditated mind, a medicated mind, uh, the, the, the power of the mind, the power of the imagination, all these, and they're not bad teachings that are out there. It's talking that Jesus is saying here, people can look at Jesus, the historical Jesus. They can talk about Jesus. But when they see what He does, they don't learn anything. I've watched some of the best minds debate the Bible with Christian apologetics. And I listen and I just laugh because they're bringing such a small um, argument based out of their own mental thinking. And your brain only has five Five inputs, you know, your five senses. But there is something that is it's impossible to explain to a non-believer. And it's even hard to explain it to a Christian with wrong motives. By that I mean, when you come to know this Jesus, it's not a matter of, well, which way should I go? What's the road for me? Jesus never said that He would show you the way. Jesus said, I am the way. And that just stuns people. It's a a wisdom that is beyond the thinking processes of the human mind. Without an awakening on the inside when Jesus Christ comes in and remakes your spirit man and you become alive in the presence of God. You have access to the wisdom, the life, the direction, the power, the peace, the joy. It's not four steps to joy. You've got Him, your joy. It's not, here's three keys to peace, although we could teach that. It's, you know Jesus, the peacekeeper, the peacemaker. And this relationship, no wonder that every New Age teaching wants to remove Jesus you can talk about God all you want, or they want to make Jesus just one of the seers, one of the gurus, one of the prophets, like all the other religions out there, and there is nothing there for you. Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 4 and 5 teaches us that God knew you in the belly of your mama. I don't care, one, I talked to one young man who was very broken because he was a product of an adulterous relationship. And when he came to being, he grew up in a home where the dad didn't want him or like him because it wasn't his child. He kept his marriage together, but this young man was not his biological son. was, and and he shared his hurt and his brokenness. And and I remember telling him that, he said, what what plan would God have for my life? I'm not even supposed to be here. I'm just a product of sin and adultery and great brokenness and heartache that destroyed both families. And even though they stayed together, it went on. I said, listen to me. It doesn't say that God is concerned about how you were conceived. He just says that when you were conceived in Jeremiah 1, 4 to 5 and Psalms 1, 39, 13 to 18. He says He knew you in your mother's womb. You are secretly and beautifully and wonderfully made. That He has designed you to do stunning and incredible things. And you need to know Jesus to explore all the nuances and what He's placed within you. One of my struggles as a young man, a young uh, guy, even before I got married and, and into marriage and pastoring, was this false humility that I'm nothing but filthy rags. I'm nobody. I should just be glad God uses me because anytime He wants to remove me, He can put anybody in here and use them. And and that religious, I believe that's a demonic teaching. That humility is demeaning yourself. That humility is making yourself less. And that's what, that is so wrong. God made you. And Psalms 139 says you're fearfully, wonderfully made, created in secret, that there's something awesome about you. You should never demean yourself. Why does the church of Jesus Christ struggle with such low self-worth and such low self-esteem if it isn't stupid teachings on humility? Now listen to me. Humility is not demeaning or lowering yourself. And so the people of the world, they're smarter and better. We're just dumb, lowly little Christians. (laughs) following Jesus around because we don't know much, that is ridiculous. You were created in the very secret parts of the earth, Psalms 139 says. He built your inner parts. He placed within you giftedness. It says there that he thinks about you so much that it's more thoughts about you specifically than the very grains of sand on the sea. How does God think about billions of people simultaneously? He can, and his mind is never off you. So, you stop demeaning yourself. Stop looking at yourself like you can't, you're not, you're not, and quit and recognize God is in love with you. You are designed in heaven, created by God, to live this life with such joy and influence and peace. And you are here not to bring glory to yourself. You are here to bring glory to God. When you can get that figured out that it's not about you making yourself look good. The Bible says that a man's gift makes way for him and brings him before kings and great men. Whatever God has for you to do, you don't need to make a way for yourself. It does not say in Proverbs that a man should make way for his gift. Stab people in the back. I mean, just advertise yourself. I have no problem with advertising, but but so many people today, especially with you know, all the different social medias and stuff, they become, um, they become well known without having done anything in their life. They're speaking at conferences, having built nothing. There's nothing profound or beautiful or stunning other than just some level of entertainment that moves them into influence. And we are stupidly often following leaders who are simply famous but not great. There's a difference between famous and great. The Bible says, let him who desires to be great. He has no problem with you being great. Let him be the servant of all. You know, Robert Greenleaf in his great book on leadership, it's a secular book, made the comment that if you want great leaders, don't put someone in with a leadership gift because they're always going to mess up. Put someone in with a serving gift first and a leadership gift. They never want leadership, but those are the safest people to put in. You and I need to understand, humility is not demeaning yourself, looking down on yourself. Humility needs you to say, if I love others as much as God, it says, love your neighbor as Yourself. Well, for you people that don't love yourself, you've got a pretty good life. You can you can not love your neighbor. No. <laughs> He's saying, if you have to love your neighbor, how much should you love your neighbor? Immensely. Then you should love yourself immensely. It's just that your life is not to bring glory to you. Your life is not for you to raise yourself up. Look at me. Your life is to raise up Jesus. It's to raise up the kingdom of God. It's to advance His kingdom. It's to serve the body of Christ. It's to serve with Jesus on the inside of you. Jesus says to you and I, He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Something took place in my life when I stopped looking. You know, I'm a prolific reader and studier of uh, of great men and women and and teaching in the Bible, and, and I'd always be looking for keys to knowing God's road for me, His will for me, His way for me. The most common question I get asked is, how do I know God's will? And I've taught lots of great things that, that are I think are smart and important in God's Word. But here's the most profound thing that I think I could share with you about knowing the will, the way, the road, the future, what you do at the forks, what is God's will, His way for me. Jesus did not say, I will show you the way. He said, I am the way. When you give yourself to Christ, you believe on Him, something so profound happens that this knowing becomes alive on the inside of you. And every step of every day, there's a dependency that you have on Jesus. There are so many times, and you can ask the staff around me and the different organizations that I run, and and they'll say, well, what do you and Sal want to do here? And I'll say, we're going to do this. Well, how do you know that? I just know. Why do we just know? Because the one who knows everything is in us. And every move you make. I'll never forget a man coming to kill me with a tire iron. Just out of the blue, there's a guy running at me with a tire iron. And, you know, right away, you're going to get scared. Should I run? And something rose up in me, and I went, in Jesus' name! And he just hit a brick wall, and the tire iron hit the ground, and he turned and ran. Why? Because something rose up in me. It was this protective blessing of Jesus on the inside. When you know Jesus, we've got to stop treating the Bible and back away from Jesus. People don't mind you talking about God, but you start talking about Jesus. And I'm telling you, people, well, you know, I just don't want to get into this Jesus stuff. That causes problems. I've got news for you. You'll never know the way until you know Jesus. You'll never walk daily in knowing every single thing you should do, every fork in the road, every relationship, every investment, every how to raise your kids, how to how to handle this discussion, how to deal with your spouse, how to handle your grandkids. What do you do? with the things going on around this world. What's really going on behind the scenes when we think what is happening? You will know and sense because Christ is your life. And so Jesus is the way. A relationship with Him has you walking and knowing every decision you'll ever have to make. is just a knowing. And you can't even explain it to people other than, I know. Then it says, Jesus said, I am the way. Then He said, I am the truth. See, everyone's saying, well, I want truth. I'm not talking about general truth. Like, is he wearing a gray coat? That's the truth. No, I'm talking about the truth from a gospel perspective. There is a truth that supersedes the five senses and the decision-making of your five senses determining what is truth and what is not truth. It is the overall truth that says there is a king named Jesus and the kingdom of, of light on this planet and there are people like you and I. What is the truth? about this great salvation? What is the truth about the authority that is invested in you? What is the truth about how you can walk this planet? And every step that you take you are to have dominion, you are to have authority, you are to practice using that authority, not as an arrogant proud person, but as a serving believer who knows their authority, who understands. The worst thing I could ever have show up at an emergency wherever I am, I want to call the police, and I get some police guy who's got the power, he's got guns and shotguns, and he's got handcuffs and pepper spray, but he's just too humble to use them, because, well, gosh, golly gee, no. I want a guy walking in there who's gonna serve me as a police officer, because I'm a, a part of the city, and who's gonna walk in there with complete authority, with complete determination, and take control of the situation. That doesn't mean he's arrogant. That doesn't mean he's proud. It means he's walking in here equipped. He's walking in with authority. He's walking in to serve. And he protects and keeps things. That's like you and I in the body of Christ. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. He's not going to point you to truth. He is the truth. And as you get to know this Jesus, you will begin to change like you have never changed before. Because most people don't change because they can't. They don't have enough willpower to deal with misbeliefs. Bad habits, brokenness, guilt, broken hearts. They they don't have enough willpower to deal with all this stuff. But when you know Jesus, this incredible love begins to heal the broken heart. It begins to bring up the proper beliefs that God's Word brings into you. And you rise up in such power, in authority, in an ability to know that this truth that comes from the Word, it's there because the Word, Jesus, who is the Logos, the Greek Word in John chapter 1 in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, is the word Logos. The very meaning, the very uh, definition of the wisdom of God, the mind of God, yet it's Jesus. What's interesting to me is time and time again, as I look to trying to put a step-by-step order into the wisdom that I I need to use at times, I can't, because it comes out of relationship. And I'll just say, I know that this is the truth. I know this is who I am. People have offered me stuff and said, we'd like you to do this, and it looks like it's a great advancement. And I'll say, I know, thank you, appreciate it, but no, that's not for me. Well, how do you know? Well, what do you mean it's not for you? That, that, that's not for me. I just know that's not, that's not the truth for my life. That's not the way for my life. You and I, when we miss this relationship with Jesus, there's something missing in our lives. This year, if I could ask you to do something, begin to go into His Word and develop a reading plan to read through His Word. But first of all, know the teaching of the cross to the throne that I have been mentioning all year during 2020. Because it's Jesus. He's the way. He's not pointing to truth. He is the truth. And then it says, now when we talk about the, the way, the truth, I'm talking about this candor of mind. I'm talking about you not clinging on to your, you know, your desires, your affections, that pretense or falsehood or deceit, but that you just literally say, God, I trust you that your word can mold me, make me, help me to move aside what's incorrect, the misbeliefs that I hold to. You see, what you believe is what controls your life. And because misbeliefs work, you think they're truth. Example, because you know you're not as smart as others, you believe that, you simply submit to others, let them do everything, you're just not. Because you you are this self-fulfilling prophet, you continue to think that's the truth. But when you know Jesus, He is the way, He is the truth. This truth begins to plant in your heart as you read the Word and Jesus is within you, teaching you His Word. There is such an ease of, of being who you are, not trying to become what you're not. And then it says, He is the way, He is the truth, and He is the life. This life that I'm talking about it, the Bible says that it's the zoe life in the Greek. It is the very life that belongs to God that is in your spirit. That the Bible says can saturate every cell, every organ. It can saturate your emotions, your relationships. It's this life that flows From you to others. It's this life that flows through the words that you pray and decree. It's this life that changes everything. But this life, it's not Jesus pointing you to life, seven steps towards life. It's Jesus who is the life. Why are you backing away from Jesus? Why are you not embracing Jesus? Why don't you learn the word about Jesus? You need him. The Apostle Paul says in Philippians 3.10, he's at the end of his life. He's a stunning hero in this New Testament. And one of the dying phrases that he says as he knows his life is coming to an end, he says, oh, that I might know him. He wanted to know Jesus. You see, when I was younger, what I wanted to know, I wanted to know more steps to power. I wanted to know more keys to direction. I wanted to know more ways to different kinds of life. But I didn't recognize, and it took me a while to click in, that to know Jesus was to have this life and to know how to use it. To know Jesus was to never miss the way, to never miss the correct fork, to never be have to worry about the right words, that I could open my mouth in any situation and he would just fill it because he's within me. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. No wonder Jesus is saying in Mark 4 that when people see what I do, they learn nothing. That when that when people they hear what I say, they don't understand. What's he talking about? if your motive is you to make you famous, to make you big, if it's just selfish, you can never walk in the brilliance and the love, the joy, the incredible change that God's Word brings to our lives until you begin to desire and pursue a relationship with Jesus. Ezekiel chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 shows us in the Old Testament where this phrase is coming from, where it says, people have eyes to see, but don't see. They have ears to hear, but they don't hear. And it says, because they refuse to obey. They are a rebellious house. I want to challenge you this year. If you want stunning change, please get to know Jesus. Uh, uh, if, if I could just share the times that I have just been walking through a park or sitting in a chair, just enjoying His Word or just thinking about things or enjoying my family, and all of a sudden something rises out of my spirit, do this. Okay, what's going on? It literally was direction, life, something, or situations that I wasn't aware of explode into my life and just speak to mountains. And go, how did you know? How did you release that kind of power? I don't know. I just know the most powerful one, Jesus. You, I don't care what government leader. I don't care what leader of medicine. I don't care what leader of science. I know the one who created the scientific laws. I know the one who created the physical body. I know the one who holds the moon in place and the stars that are hung through the universe. This Jesus is alive on the inside of me. And he's on the inside of you. Pursue Jesus this year. Get to know him through his word. Get to know him through prayer. And you will transform like you could never imagine. With such life, confidence, joy, peace. With such a sense of purpose. People ask me, Leon, I just want to know the purpose in my life. Okay, lose all that. Let me give you your purpose, know Jesus. And you'll never miss a purpose in any season, anywhere in your life, at any time, because Jesus is with you, the Spirit of truth. He is the life. There's someone listening to me right now. Your life is going to be profoundly changed with this one message, because it's Jesus. There's someone listening to me that you so desire to be wise. You pursue knowledge. You pursue wisdom. But you've been antsy about pursuing Jesus. All you ever pursue without Jesus is the limitations of the human brain connected to the human mind. But with Jesus, you access the mind of God, the life of God, the love of God. A life so filled with joy, that regardless of what storm, what government, what virus, what evil person, what, it doesn't bother you. You get up and you decree the Word of God. You live your life with direction. You rise up and whether God's called you to government or medicine or business, what every season of your life, there's such a knowing. And that's the Word that I have to say, I I, I look to is that I just know at times. I I just know that his life will take care of that. I just know this is the way. I just know it's the left fork, not the right fork this time. I just know, I won't touch that person, but I I just know that, that things are gonna be okay. When everyone is screaming and chicken littles are running all over the place and I just walk in peace, people will look at me and say, don't you care? No, I don't care about your fear. I don't care about your freak out. I don't care about the spirit of fear governing your life. I walk and I know who holds the universe into his hand. I'm not taking up your fear in this situation. Amen. Father, today I pray that each of us would be so enthralled with Jesus that we'd be so desirous to know Him, that in the midst of whatever world leaders, viruses, governments, evil men and women, wonderful men and women, whatever goes on, in the kingdoms of this world, the Church of Jesus Christ cannot be stopped, and the gates of hell will never prevail. I declare this church will continue to touch this nation and the world, that the church of Jesus Christ will profoundly rise up and do great things for you. Father, I declare the life and the blessing of God and that the future is secure because the church of Jesus, the salt and the light is on this planet. If you don't know this Jesus I'm talking about, just tell him right now, Jesus, I choose to trust in you. Jesus, I invite you into my life, my heart. Jesus, you're the one that I'm following for the rest of my days. And as I know you, I know the way. As I know you, I know truth. As I know you, I experience life. I pray this in your wonderful name. Amen and amen.